Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. G'day, welcome to the show. Thanks for being a part of it. This is Better Than Yesterday, trying to make it better each and every week, well, three times a week, since 2013. I'm Osher Ginsberg. I'm a podcaster. I'm a TV host. I'm an author. I'm a dad. I'm a stepdad. I'm a Melbourne International Comedy Festival show producer because the live show is coming back to Melbourne. NTNN NNN is coming back to Melbourne on uh, the 28th. Uh, tickets are in the show notes. Um, what else am I? Huh. I am someone who's had a day. <laughs> so it's Monday, right? And normally on Monday, it's just a monologue. It's just me talking about, you know, what's going on and how I made it through something that was kind of tricky in a way that hopefully is of use. Because when I started this show 11 years ago now, I wasn't really hearing the kind of conversations that I wished I could have been hearing about what it is to live with maybe a different brain or how to deal with a stressful moment that wasn't to do with alcohol or writing a complaint letter or punching someone. All right. So there was a time when I was about 19. All right. I was, I was unemployed. I was trying my very, very best to get off the doll. I had a job. I was playing in a band. I I had a job delivering groceries to pensioners where I'd, you know, earn, I don't know, I think I would maybe earn like $85 for a week of work. And then I'd go to the, you know, social security and say, look, I earned $85 and, you know, that would be taken off the balance. And so I would take less money from the government, which was a wonderful thing. But I was under a huge amount of stress. It was very, very stressful because it was full of shame because all my friends were at uni and such and such. But I I would be driving and uh, the, uh, the Mitsubishi L300 van that was their family car and had been repurposed into the band van. It was now the uh, grocery delivery vehicle for the Kenmore, Bell Bowery, Brookfield, Chapel Hill, Intrapilly area of Coles Kenmore, which is where I was delivering groceries for. There was one point when I was, I'll never forget the afternoon, fanging up Mogul Road uh, because I've got to get everything delivered within a certain window of time because I've got frozen stuff in the back and such and such. And I'm driving one-handed on this notoriously windy single-lane goat track that is the only road out to the Mogul Ferry to cross the Brisbane River and just colossal amounts of cars and, you know, I I was speeding, you know, not doing the right thing. And I remember being on the edge of my seat. So I'm driving a stick shift van, right, uh, sorry, a column shift van, four-speed column shift van. So I've got to get my left leg up to hit the clutch, right? And I've got one sit bone on the front seat. I'm that edgy and I've got my left hand. I'll never forget it. I had my left hand on the middle seat and I was nearly with my whole torso over the steering wheel as I 
single-handedly palmed the, the, the car around the corners and I could hear the tyres screeching and I could feel the back going out. And I thought to myself, what the fuck am I doing? How did, how did I end up like this? What happened to my day? How did I get here? What fuck? And I took a fair amount of time that night. Uh, by this point, I had, you know, I was pretty odd and I'd already commenced uh, work with a uh, psychologist that, that I've, I've talked about and I've written about being in an outpatient, mental health outpatient clinic. So I was, I was already having a bit of awareness about just break it down a bit, just try to see what, what's going on. And what I did that night was I sat down and I tried to figure out at what point in my day did it start to get bad? And because, okay, wasn't, was it quarter to five? Because this happened around 5.15. Was it quarter to five? Was it quarter to four? Was it? No, it had been like at 11 o'clock that morning, but I had failed to downregulate and I had failed to deal with things. And as I got more erratic and as I got more anxious and as I got more angry, because this is the time when I'm 19, I'm dealing with things. I oh, get out of my way. I was getting angry. Things got worse. You know, interactions with people got worse. Uh, I, I wasn't concentrating. I was dropping things. Um, you know, this broke, that broke. So, you know, it was all everything. And the way in, for me at least, was to remember the feeling in my body when things started to feel in this particular way, understand that, ah, I need to take a breath here because I know where this can go. Now, I didn't get it right. And quite a number of years went by where I occasionally things like this would happen again. But it kind of really started this idea of like when, when things start to fall to bits, if I can choose my reactions really early, if I can choose my down regulation, if I can laugh at something or, you know, reframe something really quickly, the chances of it completely ruining my day or me worse, finding myself in a situation where I'm making really, really poor, really risky choices, which I was, I was driving very dangerously, not paying attention to what I was doing with the, probably with the Sepultura way too loud, it really decrease, decreases my chances of things getting worse. So having said that, today, holy shit, today was a day. Um, I had in my calendar to uh, record a podcast. Now, I am uh, more and more and more recording podcasts face-to-face here in this room that I'm recording this right now. But still occasionally I have bookings uh, from people that I've been trying to chase down for a long time and they're remote. So this studio can be either remote or it can be in person, but it can't be both at the same time. I don't have enough cameras. I have to change some lights and things around. It takes about half an hour to 45 minutes to make everything look and sound good. So I'm setting up for a remote one. And it's about five to nine when I hear one of my dogs bark and I'm listening to a podcast and I pull the headphone out and then I hear the end of the doorbell and I hear the dogs bark again. Hang on a fucking second here. And I come out of the office and I start going upstairs and I hear Audrey say, honey, she's here. Because she thought, Audrey thought I was going to be down here doing a remote. And sure enough, there's my guest standing in my living room. Hi. Hello. Um... Can I have 10 minutes, please? And so I rushed down here and just turned the place upside down and I built it all back together again and we got it done. But in that moment, when I was down here rebuilding things, I was able to use a further along and well-ingrained version of what I know to do when things start going wrong early. And I do it automatically. 
Uh, there's a book called The Art of Possibility by an extraordinary man called Benjamin Zander. And two fantastic words. How fascinating. So when I heard the doorbell in my head, I'm like, how fascinating. <laughs> I was a bit annoyed. And I emailed the people, I you know, got on Slack and I let the people know. I was like, hey, they're, they're here. It says in the calendar they should be there, but they're here. How fascinating. And away we went. Away we went. And then uh, my guest left and then uh, something fucked up with the upload as I'm trying to, you know, de-res the footage and uh, upload the files to Andy, my producer. How fascinating. And it kept happening. All right? It kept happening. And I'm, look, I'll be perfectly honest with you, I'm, I'm under a lot of pressure at the moment. There's a, a bunch of stuff going on that I'll talk about later on, but my latitude, my bandwidth to deal with things when they're not great is uh, is quite limiting and limited. So I know I have to be right on this, right? And so I wasn't able to keep on top of it all day, but everything, things started to keep going wrong. Uh, things get breaking, things not working, uh, emails aren't coming back and such and such. How fascinating. How fascinating. Look at that. I had to record something. I had to get something in the can. Nothing's working. The memory card's fucked up. I have to make a new... How fascinating. Memory card corrupted. I had to record it again. How fascinating. Get on my bicycle because I had to go and visit a a hand surgeon because I've done something to my hand and I'm... Look, I need surgery, but I'm not going to get surgery. I'm just going to try to get by for ever without having the surgery on my hand because he was saying to me, look, you're in this borderline case. We, I don't think we're going to, look, you're going to really need it. You know, if you can be with how it feels, then it's probably the best thing to do. How fascinating. I get to live the rest of my life with this weird pain again, but it's okay. It's fine. I know what to do with it, but like how fascinating. When I get to the surgeon, I rode my bicycle there through the park. Delightful. So I'm riding my bike through the park. And I'm, ah, exercise, exercise, left, right, left, right, left, right, brain. Everything's working. Noticing as much as I can. Tree, horse, cyclist. Oh, yeah, baby. Twins. That's a dual stroller. Oh, big dog, small dog. Yellow horse, white horse, jumping horse. You know, big tree, little tree. Duck, native duck, endemic duck, invasive duck. Like trying to be as noticing as I possibly can going through the park, right? So by the time I get to the surgeon, ah, it was great. Get to the surgeon, go to lock my bike up. And there's a chain that locks into the front lock on my bike. And as soon as I put the chain and put it into the front lock, I go looking for the keys to finish the locking process. No keys. I've just locked my bike to a railing at Fox Studios where the doctor is. <laughs> nowhere near home. I've got to go into the doctor right now. Uh, okay. <laughs> How fascinating. Get in there, have a do- talk to the doctor, have a chat. Come out. Okay. What am I going to do here? Have another look for the keys. See, did I leave it in the lock? Did I drop it under there? As I went to look at the chain, I hadn't actually put the, the chain into the bike hard enough. And so fortune smiled upon me. I didn't actually lock my bike properly because I'm having that kind of day. I just my bike could have got stolen. There was a beautiful bike sitting there for an hour, uh, just sitting out there, but did not get nicked, thankfully. Brilliant. Took off the chain. How fascinating. Then got back on the bike and backtracked, rode my way back again. But because the park that I rode through is like a one-way loop, I had to do an extra loop. So as I'm riding, not only am I getting left, right, left, right, left, right, plane, I'm kind of doing an EMDR kind of, you know, scanning with my eyes looking for my keychain. Didn't find it. Riding up the hill home, get to the top of the hill, 
go to change gears, light goes red, oh, okay, light goes green, put pressure, you know, onto the bike, boom, chain pops off. Okay, so now I've locked out of my house, no bike chain, I'm still a fair way from home. How fascinating. Get the bike off the road, put the bike up, you know, bing, school gets out, three o'clock, oh, man, like kids everywhere, you know, in front of the kiss and go or whatever, hands are greasy. I'm trying to figure out how to, the bike is very tricky to get the chain back on the, like, how fascinating. Look, I, I can't do that from here. I have to do, like, I've got my foot in there and I've got my elbow through there and I'm like getting my hands all messed up with the cogwheels. Get it back on, greasy hands. I try to clean my hands off now. I'm riding home with greasy, greasy hands. Get home, get in the driveway, where I park my bike, there's the keys. And so there's a couple of things that made all of this kind of just okay. A, I had how fascinating involved. B, I was in touch with Audrey the whole way. She's like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm like, honey, it's fine. I got to go for a big bike ride. And I got to get the wind in my face and I got to, you know, get the heart rate up. And so I've like almost got this on the run self-regulation happening with the exercise. And I'm also able to kind of try as fast as I can to reframe it at how fascinating rather than the fuck this always happens to me. Fuck. And then you get back in and lock the bike up, wash my hands and like literally two minutes later, jump on the call that I thought I was going to miss. Now, there was a time in my life when that would have never happened and a day like today would have completely crushed me. I did text her going, the day is not over. May you want to keep your distance because she's like, oh, you're having one of those days? Yeah, I'm having one of these days. Because they happen from time to time, about every six months or so, just thing after thing after thing after thing just doesn't work properly, doesn't do, doesn't go the way I want it to go. How fascinating. Uh, but I think today was the best day that I've ever had of these. They happen every now and again. The best day that I've ever had of these because there was exercise involved, because I was moving. And I had the kind of, I don't know if it was the EMDR, I don't know, I'm just making that up. I'm not a psychologist, but... I had the, you know, the activating both sides of my brain. I'm breathing, I got the air in my face. I know what to do with noticing things. I'm trying to look for keys. So I'm being very mindful. I'm not getting away with my head going, fucking where's my keys? I'm locked out of my house. Someone's going to find my keys and steal my car. No. It was beautiful. And so, look, I really hope I have access to a bicycle in a park next time this happens. But if not, I certainly know that I've got how fascinating up my sleeve because it really, really really helped me. It helped me slip out of whatever kind of blaming or shaming or I'm so stupid because I left this behind or any kind of, you know, wanting to put myself in some sort of victim space of, oh, this always happens to me or any kind of exaggeration or awfulizing or anything. How fascinating. Wow. Well, look at that. Let's see what happens now. And opening it with curiosity and going into it with curiosity. Now, the stakes are pretty low. All right. This isn't a gigantic career thing or my one of my kids getting ill or anything like that. But the aforementioned shit going down uh, in the rest of my life, which is, you know, some, sometimes your life, you have moments, right? You have times when things are hard. You have times when things are easier. Things are kind of hard at the moment, right? Knowing that I have this, knowing that I can do this, and I'm interested to see how far I can scale it. Because I really needed to know this right now. I needed to know this today. I needed to know this. Throw some how fascinating at it, man. Throw some bicycle at it. Then have another look at it and see how big or little or small or solvable 
this previously unsolvable thing was that was stuck in your brain actually is. And um, I'm going to tell you now, I'm pretty sure it's most definitely figureoutable. That might not be a word, but it is now. If you've never tried shouting how fascinating, like shouting how fascinating, Ben Zander says, throw your hands in the air because it's a physicality as well. How fascinating! Smiling and laughing while you do it. If you've never tried it, I thoroughly recommend it because boy, oh boy, it worked for me. Bear in mind, when I did it while I was riding my bicycle, I did it with one hand. Safety first. (laughs) Thanks for listening. Thanks for letting me talk to you about that. I hope you found something in it. I hope you get to use it. Let me know. I'd love to know what you think. We have a mailing list. You can find the link in the show notes. Uh, That's where you can also find the link to the tickets to come and see us live. Uh, We start on the 28th at the Greek Centre at the Melbourne International Comedy Festival. Uh, It's NTNN, NNN, the the news show that we do, Real Stories, Fake News. It's fantastic. Uh, We shot a pilot. Like the show that, like a thousand something people more, 1,500 people or something saw it last time we did it, right? And... You know, the show is such a success, what we put together out of that show. Like we we shot a pilot, we created a pilot. And sometimes, you know, shooting a TV show takes a bit of time and scheduling such and such. So we don't want to sit on our hands and we know it's freaking fun and really good and it's worthy. Your television network's going, fuck yeah, let's make that. Uh, so we're doing it again and we'd love you to come. March 28th to April 6th, I think. Uh, April 9th at the uh, Greek Centre in uh, in Melbourne, NTNN, NNN. Super fun. And look, March 29 is my 50th birthday. You want to come along? Come along. Because that's a Friday night. I mean, why not? What else are you going to do in Melbourne on Friday night? Tickets are in the show notes. So is the mailing list. Uh, If you want to get in touch, you can find me on Instagram, find me on TikTok. You can find me where you find me. I'd love to hear from you. Thank you so much to everyone that helped me make this show today. Thanks to Andy Ma on audio and video post-production. Abby Benno, who is the producer of the show. Ben and Monica for keeping the lights on at OGTV. Toa who made the music. And you you for listening. If the show brought you value, if you know someone who might want to know how fascinating things can change your life, how how fascinating things can change your life, send in the episode. That'd be awesome. On Wednesday, holy moly, on Wednesday, sitting in this very chair that I'm sitting, Abby Chatfield's here. Yeah, Abby Chatfield is joining me on the show. It's a fantastic conversation. Um, we cover a lot. There's laughter. There's tears. There's deep moments of authenticity and empathy between the two of us. And there's a whole lot of talk deconstructing reality television and sex toys. It's got everything. (laughs) I'll see you Wednesday. Thanks for listening. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, 
Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.